Welcome back to episode number 206 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is a podcast for building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about our NFPA 660 public comment workshop that we will have at the time of this recording coming out as a podcast episode just hosted inside the Dust Safety Academy. So this is a workshop that we developed after our discussions with Laura Moreno on episode 198 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast, where we talked about understanding the public input process for NFPA 660. So after that process, we got to work developing this public comment workshop as part of Dust Safety Academy for the members that are part of the academy there. This workshop will have run the first week of December. When I'm recording this, we're just two weeks out from actually running the workshop. When it comes out, it'll be the week after the workshop. So we had a schedule around the Thanksgiving holidays in the United States. We're recording this a bit early, but again, this will come out the week after we run that live workshop. But the key point and the reason I'm still releasing this podcast episode is that you can register to attend the workshop sessions and view the replays up until January 5th, 2023. And why January 5th, 2023? Because that's the due date for submitting public input for NFPA 660. So if you go to the show notes of this episode at dustsafetyscience.com slash 206, we will have a link there where you can join the workshop. You can access the workshop module in the Dust Safety Academy. You can access all the pre-workshop training material that we created. And you can access the replay of the live workshop sessions. And we're just scheduling this now, but I think this will probably be three, two and a half hour sessions where we cover different parts of NFPA 660, how it's set up differently in the previous editions of the NFPA standards, any changes from one standard to another, and have a full discussion as a community. We have uh, over 160 people registered at the time of recording this. I expect to probably double that by the time we run the thing live. But you'll get to see the replays of all that discussion. Most importantly, you'll be able to get the instructions on how to actually submit a public comment. That's why we created the pre-workshop training material. And you can get your voice heard for that NFPA 660 process. This training module, or this workshop module rather, in the Dust Safety Academy will be available until January 5th, 2023. So if you're listening to this episode of the podcast, and you want to contribute to the standards development process or even understand the standards development process a little bit better, you can go to the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 206 register for the workshop there. So let's start by discussing what is NFPA 660. And we covered this on the podcast a number of times, most recently with Laura Moreno on understanding the public input process for NFPA 660. We talked about it back in episode 175 of the podcast with Jack Osborne, where he gave an update on the development of 660 and its impact on industry. And way back in episodes 128 and 129, we had Jason Kerbeck from CB Technologies also discussing the upcoming NFPA changes and what they mean for you and for combustible dust safety. So in short, this process of developing 660, the standard for combustible dust, is a process of bringing all the previous combustible dust standards under one document. So before we had NFPA 652, which was the fundamentals of combustible dust. So those were sort of the baseline things that you need to do. And then depending on what industry or what commodity you were working with, you had to call out to other NFPA standards. 61 for agriculture or food, 665 for sulfur, 484 for metals, 664 for wood processing, and 654 for other particulates. So NFPA then 660 is combining these all into one standards document. And they're doing that so that we can get rid of the conflicting requirements, the need to have different schedules for one, two, three, four, five, six different standards to cover this material. So in 660, then the structure will be chapters one through nine are the fundamentals. I believe chapters 10 is reserved, but then 11 onward cover the industry specific standards. 
they set it up in a really nice way where things are nested. So when you look at the fundamentals chapters, say you want to look at section, I don't know, we'll say 5.4.1, that told you um, hazard identification for combustible dust, as an example. I don't know if that's actually what that section is. Then if you want to know what additional requirements are for hazard identification for, say, agricultural dust, you go to the agricultural chapter, which may be chapter 11. It's the same structure, though. It's 11.5.4.1 would give you the same topics, I guess, is the best way to explain it, as the fundamental chapter. So you can kind of go very quickly. Okay, fundamental chapter, and then to the other chapters to understand what the differences are. It's easier to, to explain this with video, which is why we did the whole pre-workshop training module, which uh, I guess makes it easier and try to explain it here on the, uh, the audio podcast. So again, we do have videos for that in the workshop that we ran in that training module component that we released before the workshop. So that's where the big goal is to combine at page 660, combining all the other standards into that one document and use that as a tool moving forward to improve combustible dust safety. That begs the question, why are we running this public comment workshop? And this came a lot from the podcast episode we did with Laura Moreno, staff liaison with NFPA, talking about the need to give input to the NFPA process. And our goal with our workshop is to develop high quality and constructive feedback for this public comment process. Our particular focus here is to give the option and to clarify the public comment process for those that generally do not provide comment to the NFPA standards and development process. So yes, a lot of the, say, consultants and people that are actually involved in the committees provide quite a bit of feedback. What about insurance carriers? What about you know, applications and, and management and maintenance at end user facilities and sites? What about government inspectors? What about fire marshals? We're trying to gather these other groups that wouldn't typically give feedback to the NPA standards and give them a really simple set of instructions on how to do that then actual space in their calendar during the workshop to review it as a community. And that way they can collect their thoughts and get them put in a really effective manner. So that's sort of the goal there. There's a couple of things I want to highlight there. So one is we want to make the process easier to understand. And we also want to make it very easy to be able to review the documents. And all I will admit when I first opened TerraView, which is the viewer for NFA documents and looked at 660, the, the draft that's available now, it is quite overwhelming. There's a thousand pages at least there are appendices A, maybe even through Z. And it'd be quite difficult to even know where to start, which is why we put this pre-workshop training material together to make it easier to understand that process. So what does the workshop look like? So when people register, we send them a survey. And we're doing this now, understanding what NPA standards they use, what sections they want to review and provide feedback on, have they provided feedback in the past, what industries are they in, and just to understand, you know, who's attending the workshop. And again, I think we have over 160 people registered at the moment, and we'll probably double that by the time we hit the workshop days. Once we are analyzing that survey, which me and myself, my team are actually doing today and tomorrow, we're going to put together that schedule for actually running the live workshops. Over the next week, which will be a week before we run the live workshops, we're releasing this pre-workshop material. This includes videos on how to review public comments from previous NFPA standards, this is something that's really useful if you go to 484 or 61 to review the last revision cycle and cycle through and say what kind of input was given from the public and what was the feedback from the committee on those different types of inputs that were given. So we show how to do that, how to view the current draft of NFPA 660, how to actually make public comments and how to give different types of comments depending on what your suggestion changes on. And a lot of notes on what makes good public comments versus those that are not likely to be reviewed by the technical committee. And you'll see some of the ones that get 
we'll say rejected may just be because there's not enough information provided or the information is not provided in the right format. And that's why we created the pre-workshop material to make it easier to make sure that your comment gets reviewed by the technical committee. So then we'll, we'll be running the workshop days. Again, this will happen the first week in December, which I believe will be a week before this podcast episode comes out. We're going to record all of those workshop sessions, talk through the changes that were made between 660 and the previous standards, listen to and discuss any feedback from the attendees of the workshop. And the attendees can then make public comment submissions directly during the workshop or save up their notes and make public comments after the workshop, which is what you would be doing if you're listening to this podcast and you want to join that workshop, watch replays and make comments later. So that's really what the process looks like. Three takeaways from the pre-workshop training. Takeaway number one is to make sure you submit your input during this round. We talked about this back in episode 198 of the podcast, where this round that we're in today that ends January 5th is the public input round. Then the committees review all the public input. They make changes to the document itself. And then October, the next draft of the document will come out, October 2023. And then until January 4th, 2024, another round of what they call public comment becomes available. But the public can only comment on input that they submitted in the previous round and input that other people submitted in the previous round, changes that were made based on that input. You can't bring anything new to the table in the next round. So if you have something specifically you want to have see covered or changed or identified in 660, you need to do it in this round before the January 5th due date. If you're not sure how to do that or even how to review the document, again, we give all the instructions during the workshop that all the replays are available for now inside the Dust Safety Academy. So that's the first takeaway. The second takeaway is that the public input process is a bit, just say, confusing. When Again, when I went into Dare Review, there's a lot of material there to cover. If you start reading at the start of the document, you're going to be in trouble. I did that. It doesn't work. Instead, go to Appendix 1.3. No, yeah, Appendix A.1.3. And that gives you a guide on how to actually walk through the document, depending on what you're looking for. And I think Laura also mentioned that in her podcast episode as well on how to, how to use the document that way. So that's takeaway number one, or takeaway number two, rather, is that just getting into the document can be a bit confusing. Uh, we do give tutorials on how to use Terraview, how to give different types of public comments. Most importantly, what type of comments are most likely to be accepted and reviewed by the committee. And that brings me to takeaway number three, the do's and don'ts of submitting public input. Do make sure you put input that is specific. So the specific change or word change or, or deletion or addition of words that you want to see. Do make sure that it's clear what the intent of your suggestion is. Do make sure you provide substantiation on why that change should be made. If you have those three things, then the committee will take a look at that change. If you're missing one of those three things, then you may just get a response back saying either provide some more substantiation or it's not clear what you're suggesting to change. If you're too vague, you know, we think that chapter five should be rewritten to cover more about metal dust or something like that. They're, like, they're likely to just kick it back to you and say you need to make a more specific comment. So there's some of the do's, do make it specific, make sure it's clear, make sure you include substantiation. And then on the other side, you do want to make sure that your formatting is looking correct. So there's a very specific procedure. It's not too complicated as long as you know which buttons to press in Terraview to submit a comment. And one of those allows you to preview what your comment looks like. And you should really preview this because if you can't understand the track changes that were made in your suggested changes, then the committee's not going to be able to understand those changes either. So in that case, you can actually upload a Word document separately showing the track changes that you're suggesting be made. And that might be a good thing to do if you look at that preview and you just can't 
make heads or tails of what you're looking at, which can sometimes happen if you're trying to edit tables and that sort of things in the documents. Those are the three takeaways. So make sure you submit your input during this round by January 5th, 2023. The public commenting input process can be a bit confusing and that's why we put the workshop together. And then we did give sort of a template of how to actually go about submitting a public comment that has likelihood of being reviewed by the NFPA committees as part of the, the public input process. So that's it for the shorter episode of the podcast. Just want to put this note out here that we did just run this NFPA public comment workshop. It will be last week at the time this comes out. The time I'm recording this is actually going to be in the future. And the goal here is just to say, if you are interested in understanding the public comment process, if you're interested in understanding how to get your voice heard in terms of NFPA standard development, the workshop's a good place to be to do that. So again, we'll have links in the show notes at dustsavyscience.com slash two zero six for this episode. You go there, you can sign up. It's free. There's no cost to, um, to attend the workshop uh, or join the Dust Safety Academy for that matter as a standard member. So you can go access some material until January 5th and submit your public comments from there. As always, I appreciate everything you're doing in industries handling combustible dust. Thank you safe for the work you do every day. I look forward to seeing you inside Dust Safety Academy to help provide input to the NFA 660 process. 